Welcome back. This is our eighth episode of Sustainability Talk. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. If you are a long-time listener, welcome back. It's been a little bit. Um, if you didn't notice, I got some new intro music. Um, that other stuff I was getting a little tired of, I thought it was kind of sad sounding. So I wanted a little bit more upbeat, so I changed it up there for you guys. Um, it's royalty-free music because I don't feel like getting sued. <laughs> so the credit goes to Ben Sounds for that. So Ben, B-E-N hyphen sounds, S-O-U-N-D-S dot com. That's where you can get that sound, that music. If you want my intro music, you can go find it. Anyway, um, I'm really excited for this week's episode. We're going to be talking about the tragedy of the commons. And I might have touched on it, I might not have, when we were talking about ethics uh, a couple weeks ago. But I'm going to delve more into the economic side of things, because of course that's one of the main pillars of sustainability, economics. So I'm going to delve into the economic side of things. I'm going to draw from experience I had in class last week, um, where we did an experiment with kind of the tragedy of the commons, the idea of it, and it kind of had an interesting outcome. Um, I'm also going to go over um, this really great article I found actually today, just browsing, um, and it's entitled "Evolution Doesn't Reward the Mean and the Selfish." So it kind of connects to the tragedy of the commons and a tragedy of the commons in a way, um, because you know we kind of see those people. The tragedy of commons, the tragedy of the commons is about you know the abuse of resources, and so anyway, we see those people as being selfish and greedy, and so I just found that really cool article that kind of connects to it. Um, as for what you guys can expect in the future, this is episode 8. If you remember, um, I've said a couple times, this is for um, one of my classes through the University of North Dakota. And the total assignment is 10. 10 episodes, and then we get to do podcast analytics and see who's listening and all that fun stuff. Um, but the total amount of episodes we need to do is 10. So I'm going to do 8, 9, 10 there's some students who have found a lot of um, popularity with their podcasts. Uh, I def- don't necessarily think that I really care about my popularity. I really enjoy sustainability and the topic, and I really like talking about it. But overall, uh, I don't think I'll continue the podcast after 10, 10 episodes. I'm really sorry if you're one of the 19 or 20 people who have listened in, but I really appreciate you listening in. And we still have got this one, uh, 9 and 10, coming up, so uh, you still have some content to expect from me here. But uh, that's what you can expect in the future. Next week for episode 9, I think we're going to delve into sustainability and um, recycling technologies and the rare earth minerals and the resources needed to create our technologies that are helping our lives and how we can be sustainable in that because in this creation of new technology we're we're kind of snowballing we're using all this technology using all this technology but we don't really understand the consequences of needing to mine for these certain materials and what happens when we need to recycle um, some of these devices you know what happens to those materials are you know where do they go and how do we how do we manage that waste and then the last episode um, I'm actually going to talk a little bit about the um, ESSP department at the University of Grand Forks that's the Earth System Science, Science and Policy Department that's what's pretty much spurred my entire interest in um, 
getting my minor in sustainability studies, which is through ESSP, uh, really kind of finding my passion in studying about the environment. But it's not just, you know, plain environmentalism, as you've seen throughout our episodes. It addresses social issues. It addresses economic issues. It addresses a range of things. And it's not purely scientifical in the sense that uh, a layperson couldn't get into it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about their courses, the minor at the UND, and then also um, the grad program through Earth System Science and Policy, and the grad courses you can take there. And then I'll probably give a shout out to some of my professors, because a lot of them have spurred um, my topics and my discussion in my podcast. So I'll do a little thank you shout out for them. So if you guys are wondering what we can expect in the future, that's kind of what we're going to do. Um, I don't know if you guys can notice the dis- dif- difference in sound quality, but I started using um, headphones with a microphone attachment. It's a little bit interesting getting used to, but I think it's working a lot better. Uh, I was just using the recording device on my laptop before, and if you can tell, uh, maybe in our third week we did an episode um, about sustainable eating, and I had Mandy Hamilton and Sasha libeled on, and we actually used the... Um, the studio space in the Digicom lab at UND, uh, the padded room. But because we were recording on my laptop, it was mainly facing me, so you really could only hear my voice, and my voice is already loud enough. And so it was kind of unfortunate because Mandy is very soft-spoken and Sasha was um, in a different direction. So after we had had that great conversation, I went through, and it was so hard to hear everyone because of the recording. And um, one of our... Needs for this assignment is continual improvement, and so that's something that I want to bring to you guys um, to have a cleaner show, better kind of run through the whole thing. So anyway, let's get right into it. Today we're going to talk about the tragedy of the commons, and first I'll just give you a quick rundown about what that is. It's a philosophy that was originally established by Garrett Hardin, um, though it is drawn throughout the ages. It's not just like a brand new, but um, Hardin lived from 1915 to 2003. Uh, He's a professor at the University of California, Santa Barbara. Anyway, he talks about the tragedy of the commons, and he argues that some political problems have no technical or scientific solution, you know, <laughs> scientific, scientific solution, but they have to be addressed by moral and political means. And so when we talk about this and the tragedy of the commons, the setup is such that If you have a public space and a public resource that is shared by everyone, um, and everyone has then their own private stocks as well, they have public and private stocks, and they're allowed to use their private stocks and the public stocks to make money or whatever it is. Um, A lot of the scenarios use farmers and plots of land and grazing their cows or planting their crops. Um, Also, when it comes to fishing, um, amounts of fish that can be caught. Anyway, so I'll use the farmer, the plot of land analogy here. And essentially, if the middle plot of land is public land, and the farmers know that they can graze their cows on public land, and they won't have to take care of it, they'll just get pure benefit from it, of course they're going to do it. And since it's public land, all the farmers are going to do it. And this creates something called um, an externality, excuse me, an externality. And an externality is essentially something where the cost of the transaction isn't bore in the price of the good itself. So all of the farmers are benefiting from this extra resource, this public resource. But ever, all of the farmers are also um, 
handling the impacts and the consequences because every time they use that resource, it degrades a little bit. So we kind of look at it um, the way one of my professors described it as, um, you know, an X over one X. Your benefit is X and your impact is one X or your consequence is one over X. So you just have a fraction of it and that's why you're going to continually go back. And essentially at the end of it all, um, it just assumes that people are so selfish that the common land will become so degraded that uh, you won't be able to use it for anyone's use anymore. And that's essentially how um, a lot of people view our public lands, our natural resources, things that can be taken for free, um, things that aren't considered owned by anyone that everyone can take. When you continually take for your own needs, it ends up hurting everyone in the long run when you're taking without sustainability, without reinstalling, without reinvesting. So, and I'll post a couple links here and some readers for you guys too because I obviously can't explain it all perfectly. I just like to go over it and kind of connect it back to sustainability. But when we talk about the tragedy of commons, um, the other day in class uh, we kind of had an experiment where we all kind of grouped up or um, whatever and our professor gave us playing cards. Two black cards and two red cards. It doesn't matter what they were, just the colors. And she told us that, this is uh, Dr. Zhang. She teaches um, economics courses through ESSP um, at UND. But anyway, she, she told us that black cards cost nothing. They are both zero. But red cards each cost $2. And every single time you're going to give two cards. You can give two black and give nothing. You can give two red and give everything you have. You can give one red and keep one red for yourself or something like that. Um, but essentially that's kind of how we're talking about common pool resources and the tragedy of the commons. And in the first round, me and my partner, we decided, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention that at the end of the round, um, the amount of red cards that she got, so the amount of red cards we were willing to give up, she counted, and everyone count got $1 for every red card that people gave up. And then you got the $2 for the red card that you kept. So if you kept both your red cards, you made $4. And if you gave up one of your red cards, you made $2 plus however many gave up. If you gave up both your red cards, you made however many everyone gave up. But you also will be benefited when you don't give anything at all. It's not that you have to donate to the resource to be able to use it. You could give nothing and continually take, and you're still benefiting from all the people who are giving that one red card. Does that make sense? Are you still following me? Okay. So when we did our first round, me and my partner were debating. We were talking, and we were like, well, if we kept both of our red cards, we'd have four bucks, and then whatever everyone bucks out. And we're like, well, if we kept one, we'd have $2, and then like at least one more from what we donate, so we'd have three. And they were like, okay, well, why don't we just do both and see how that works out? Because we'll get two no matter what. And again, this is like not real. It, there's no money on the line. It's just red and black and ones and twos. And the first round, uh, about 13, okay, I want to say there was 12 groups. There's 12 groups. And we ended up with 13, 13 red cards, meaning... Most of the groups gave one red card, and then our group, which gave both, was probably the one group that gave both. Or some groups didn't give any, and some other groups gave both, so if you understand that concept. Um, then we kind of understood how tragedy of the commons just becomes so common, and how people don't even realize 
that they're degrading a resource in front of them or that they're abusing it because you're going to keep what you need for yourself. Yeah, it's just red cards, but you know, if she had mentioned that whoever had the highest at the end of the class would get bonus points, then it means something to us. It's something that benefits us, that's going to further us. And, you know, I talked about it when we talked about ethics, but that's kind of an anthropocentric way to look at things. Uh, but it, no one's going to blame you for that. You have to look out for your own livelihood. But anyway, um, she noticed that every single time, less and less people were donating cards. People were trusting each other less and less <laughs> every time. And finally, we came to about the middle of the round, and she goes, okay, like, does everyone know what's going on here? And we're like, yeah, you know, if don't people don't give their cards, then they can depend on the amount of people who are going to give their cards, add that to what they have, and they're always going to have the most amount. She goes, well, what would be the best strategy? How would you get the optimal... Um, situation for each person and one student suggested at least everyone giving one because then at least you're giving half and you're keeping what you need for yourself and I was like well why doesn't everyone just give two it doesn't it make sense I mean this doesn't mean anything they're just red cards can't we just everyone give two red cards then everyone gets 24 every single time and then we did it again and literally we had the lowest amount of cards ever after that round because I don't know maybe people like to play jokes but it just kind of demonstrates to you how it's red and black cards and imaginary dollar amounts. Like, that's not even real, and people couldn't even trust themselves in a classroom situation. So I just thought that was really interesting. I kind of had a fun time with it. Um, the last thing I want to talk to you guys about today that kind of relates to this is uh, this article I found in Psychology Today, and it's entitled, Evolution Does Not Reward Selfish and Mean People. And then... Evolutionary biology confirms that nice guys actually finish first. So it kind of goes over the fact that for us to evolve, we have to depend on communication and cooperation with others, and that no man is an island in and of itself. And that's why we need other people. Um, you know, it kind of makes sense that you want to keep as much for yourself, but after, at a certain point, that doesn't become beneficial to you anymore, and it actually makes it difficult, more difficult for you to evolve because. A lot of it's about communication, a lot of it's about socialization. If you look at, you know, even a prisoner um, spending time in prison and having to be put in solitude after just a short amount of time going crazy, like that's just having to communicate with another person. That's not even um, to say about what it comes to when you need to survive with another species. So I'll post that for you guys. I don't really have a lot of time to go over it. That's another thing I'm trying to work on. A lot of my podcasts have been long for you guys. I kind of want people to just be able to listen, um, just do a short little thing, have a fun time, go on my way. Uh, I know like my five people, maybe even less, I'm like probably giving myself too much here. I know the two people, my dad and someone else who listens to these might appreciate it. So um, anyway, I'll post that for you guys. It's a really interesting read. Um, it just kind of shows you that you need other people and you need to cooperate with other people. And our natural resources are our tragedy of the commons. We are not, we're being selfish. And no one can blame anyone for being selfish because you want to take care of yourself and your family. But you also have to think about the future. That's what sustainability is about, is that it's about, sustainability is about reinvesting in the future. Because the people who are born after you into your family or even in the future, you will depend on them in the future for innovation, for care, for whatever it is. 
Um, they'll be part of the generation that takes care of you. And it's not even just about that. It's about the fact that we're all humans, we all live on the earth, and everything's kind of like a cycle. And we have to let it run its course. Sustainability is reinvesting in the future generations. And so in order to keep that common area, the public good, that public capital, that natural resource capital, we have to be sustainable and we can't just exploit it to our, benefic to our benefit. Um, so anyway, check out this article, guys. I really appreciate you listening today. Um, next episode is going to be on da -da -da -da, recycling, sustainable technologies, recycling, that kind of resources. So I'm really hoping you're loving it. Aren't you? This is a whole new outro, too. I, I mean, obviously. Anyway, you guys, thanks for listening.